Hi, this is the Home Talk Guys radio show, and we're broadcasting today from producer Tiffany Sun's treehouse here in the heart of our bucolic little town. Yeah, you know, this is a spectacular treehouse. It's just amazing how Tiffany's husband, Rob, he's taken his log home building expertise and... and put it into the construction of this treehouse. This place is amazing. The tree masters have nothing on this. I mean, come on, three stories, a fireplace, running water. Look at the vaulted ceilings. They have trouble getting running water where I live, let alone here. Hey, and by the way, that deer antler chandelier, man, it is spectacular. You know, I'm thinking they should list this place on Airbnb. You know, that's a really great idea. And, you know, it would really be a good way for her son to make extra money, especially since he's only 11. (laughs) You know, maybe maybe we talk to him after the show, see if we can sell him a couple of commercials. advertising for his Airbnb. That's right. Anyway, we are Ken and Mark, the Home Talk Guys. We're here to take your calls about your home, home repair, and just about anything else you'd like to kick around. (laughs) Yeah, anything. Our number is 931-728-1320. Or, you know, you can email us at questions at hometalkguys.com. Hey, and remember to visit our website to read the past brain twisters and we got a lot of other good stuff on there that's right and if you missed a previous show you can now Who would find... miss a previous show well if they were in the hospital oh, okay uh, undergoing <laughs> surgery <laughs> you mean they were under anesthesia that's right, that's so they right. couldn't listen that's right okay so if you happen to miss a previous show you can now find them on google apple spotify anchor breaker public radio podcast cow. all of those have it just look for the home talk guys yeah you know and if there's something you'd like us to address on one of our shows because nobody else will talk to you about it, please email us at mail at hometalkguys.com. That's right. All right. Well, <clears throat> let's get down to business. Um, actually, you know what? You commented on this deer antler chandelier, which is amazing in this treehouse. I almost contributed a set of antlers to that on the way in today. Well, why? What, what do you mean you almost contributed a set? Man, I came within inches of hitting a deer on the way here. My life literally flashed before my eyes sounds serious near miss it was serious i was driving along uh, in our in the, i was I, I was you brought the dump today i brought the dump i brought the triaxle dump truck i was binging on reruns of under the roof with rob uh, when out of nowhere a deer runs right in front of me the only freaking vehicle on the road so i take it since you were here you're you were able to stop without hitting it my laser-like reactions yeah, allowed me to swerve. <laughs> I swerved. I was just in front of Tiffany's house. I swerved into her front yard, over her sidewalk, and came to a safe stop right in her driveway. Whew. Man, that was lucky, don't you say? Uh, yep. Uh, and I don't even think Tiffany's going to notice the indentations <laughs> in the lawn. Good thing you didn't have 20 tons of stone on there. <laughs> now, I may have to replace two pink flamingos in her front yard that sacrificed Ooh. their lives for my safety. You might have to call uh, ACPA or whatever that is. Well, at least they were fake, I hope. Uh, And speaking of things like that, did you hear about uh, Pastor Godbehear's experience this week? He wasn't that lucky. Uh, What happened to him? Well, he was driving along Highway 31 near the old mill and then saw a rabbit hopping across the middle of the road. Oh, man, there's a lot of wildlife in that area. And, of course, yeah. well, like you, Pastor Godby here, he swerved to try to avoid hitting the rabbit. I had this little incident with a squirrel the other day. But, unfortunately, that rabbit jumped right in front of his car in such a way he was hit square on. The pastor, being the sensitive man, as well as he's an animal lover also, he pulled over to the side of the road, got out to see what had become of the rabbit. (laughs) I think I know the rest. Well, wait, wait. Much to Pastor Gobby here's dismay, indeed, the rabbit was dead. I knew it. Well, 
Pastor Gobby here felt so awful, he began to cry. Now, you know, a woman driving down the highway, you know, she saw this pastor on the side of the road crying, and she actually knew him. And what? how could she not pull over? So she did. She stepped out of her car and asked the pastor, Gobby here, what had happened. I feel terrible, he explained. I accidentally hit this rabbit and killed it. Well, the woman told the pastor not to worry. She said, I know what to do. She went to her car trunk, opened a suitcase, and pulled out a spray can. She walked over to the limp, dead rabbit and sprayed the contents of the can onto the rabbit. Oh, come on. Is this a joke? Hey, hey, hey. Come on. Got to show some respect for the morning. We have a dead rabbit here. So anyway, miraculously, guess what happened? That racket rabbit, it came to life. It jumped up, waved its paw at the pastor and the woman, and then it hopped down the road 50 yards, stopped, waved again, hopped down the road another 50 yards, turned, waved and hopped another 50 yards. That's crazy. Well, crazy, but try miraculous. It's more than anything miraculous. Pastor Godby here was astonished. He couldn't figure out what substance that woman could have in that spray can that could cause this rabbit to do this. So he ran over to the woman and asked, Hey, before you go, please, you must tell me what was in that can you sprayed on the rabbit. To the pastor's great surprise... The woman turned the can around so the pastor could read the label. It said, Hairspray restores life to dead hair, adds permanent wave. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That may be sacrilegious. It's so bad. And you're invoking freaking Doctor uh, Pastor Godby here's name as well. Uh, I'll be honest. If I were you, I wouldn't be standing in any field during the next thunderstorm. All right. What do you say we work on providing some home improvement wisdom? Let's do it. Okay. We well, have an email from a listener named Gordon in Tullahoma. Hmm. Gordon. Didn't Gordon. we have a Gordon before? Gordon. Yeah, you know, we did. But, you know, since then I found out that this is a Scottish name and it means Great Hill or from the marshes, depending on who you ask, that is, because they're opposites, it seems. And why would you be knowing that? Well, you know, <laughs> did you ever read something you knew you would never need to remember and then suddenly you couldn't forget it? Yeah, that happens to me a lot. And in fact, it's kind of like the songs from my childhood. I haven't heard a song for 20 years and it comes on, suddenly it comes on and all the words come right back. It, it's amazing, but I can't remember things that my wife asked me to get at the grocery store. <laughs> anyway, Gordon writes the following. Let's see here. He says, uh, my daughter's been on me about replacing the ceiling fan in her room with a disco globe light Ooh. fixture. I thought, he, he says, I thought disco died in the 80s, but <laughs> not in my house. Can you either help me convince her a disco globe light is not a good idea or tell me if I'll have to install all new wiring? Man, disco, that's really cool. Donna Summers, the Bee Gees, I like it. Saturday Night Fever. I don't think that's what he wants to hear from us. Hey, real style, style died with bell-bottom pants and platform shoes. <laughs> that's real style. You're crazy. Those were pimples on the face of America fashion. <laughs> All right, let's assume, let, let's assume Gordon can't talk his daughter out of the disco globe light. Do you want to try and answer his question? <laughs> okay, I'll try. Let's see, Gordon. As, as you know, when it comes to electrical work, we always urge caution. Always turn the power off and, and feel confident that you can do the job. And if you don't feel confident, then you should find somebody, obviously, with a little bit more experience. 
That being said, the situation you are faced with at this point is usually straightforward. I suggest you take a picture of the wiring before you disconnect the fan. Uh, you may want to listen to our show from uh, July 3rd, 2019, as we had another listener who lost track of the wires and ended up with a very interesting situation. Wait, whoa, whoa, wasn't... Wasn't that Gordon as well? He's the one who... Wait a like, minute. That was from Hohenwald. You don't think this guy's trying to act like somebody else because he's doing He could wires. be another one of our listeners in the Witness Protectors uh. program. But he was the one who hooked up the toaster, and when you turn the toaster on, the lights in the kitchen That's came right. Out. That's right. Yeah. So, okay, Gordon, as far as your situation now, most fans have two or three wires attached to them, depending on whether the light and fan are switched separately. You will simply take the house wire or wires that are attached to the fan's black wire and attach them to your new fixture's black wire. The wires attached to the fan's white wire will go to the new fixture's white wire. If there is an extra wire, usually red or some other color, put a wire nut on it and, and tape it up so it's good and, and strong on there and then push it back up into your electrical box. If there are any other wires in the box that were not hooked to the ceiling fan originally, do not disturb them as they most likely feed other electrical items and you'll start confusing things. So as long as you keep all the original wires together, you should be okay. If the situation you have doesn't look like anything I've just described, you're going to need to get an electrician or somebody with more knowledge to help you. And once you do this and have it all hooked up, get ready to dance the night away, buddy. There you go. Tiffany's got it going. Hey, speaking of those bell bottoms, do you still have that Elvis outfit you used to wear to go on jobs to bid? <laughs> you mean the baby blue bell bottom jumpsuit with scarf and big black glasses? Could there be another? Yes and yes. What do you mean? I still have it, and there is another. I have the suit in white. In fact, I wore it just the other day. The ladies down at the Good and Plenty grocery store, they get all shook up uh, when I wear it. Thank you very much. Oh, my gosh. Do we have a call? We. All right, guys. I know I know you're going to dance and sing yeah. and do all that stuff, but we actually do have a caller. All right. All right. Let's see here. Um, you, let me see. Uh, hello, this is the Home Talk Guys radio show. How can we help? Well, hi, it's Joe, you asked. You always don't have to obfuscate with me because I, I know good answers when I hear one. <laughs> well, Shirley, uh, <laughs> you must be talking to my brother. Yeah, she might be. Or maybe she's not. But I think uh, we should ban the word obfuscate from the rest of the show. So let's get down to business. Finally. All right, Shirley, how can we help you? Well, I have a ceiling fan in my parlor, and I haven't used it in quite a while. When I turned it on the other day, I was surprised, to say the least. Mm, okay, I, I don't quite understand. So you were surprised. What surprised you? Well, that fan started to wobble and sway. And I thought for sure it was going to rip loose from the ceiling. <laughs> is there anything, is there anything I can do to get that fan under control? Or is it time to buy a new one? <laughs> well, I think you have a good question and one my brother may be able to answer without having to obfuscate. Uh, oh, can 
Kenny, Kenny, there you go using that word, honey. You need to have more confidence in your brother's advice. Okay, but he is the one who duct taped producer Tiffany shoes to the hot air balloon basket last week, uh, supposedly to make her safe, and it turns out she was wearing Crocs. Bad choice for Tiffany. Well, sweetie pie, everyone has off days, and last Saturday was definitely your brother's. Uh, now, can you boys help me out before that Wellerbird fan does some serious damage? Uh, well, first of all, Shirley, I'm, I'm really glad you brought up my big goof-ups last Saturday. Thanks for reminding everybody. And I, But I've got good news and not so good news about your situation. Which do you want first? Oh, child, what I want is the correct news, which you know is pretty hard to get these days. <laughs> well, that's true. The, the not-so-good news, though, isn't really that bad. It's just that you're probably going to go, you're probably going to need to get some help fixing this fan, especially if you have a high ceiling. That's no problem, because I've been looking for an excuse. Uh, I'm sorry. I mean, I've been looking for a reason <laughs> to call that studly handyman Jim Bob and help him stop Okay, by. okay, okay. Well, anyway, as always, turn the power off to the fan before starting. And uh, the first thing to check is to make sure the fan is securely attached to the mounting box in the ceiling. You know, running these fans over long periods of time, the vibration can cause these screws to loosen up and make the fan wobble. The canopy or plate cover, you'll have to drop that to tighten these screws. If they are not loose, the second thing you're going to want to check are the screws that hold the fan blades to both the motor and the metal flanges. These also tend to loosen up over time from the constant running of the fan. You're right, sugar. I can tell you. I got to call Jim Bob for sure. You sweet boys have made my day. <laughs> oh, hold on there, Shirley. I don't think my brother's finished. Or, or are you? Nope. You are correct, Amundo. Correct Mundo. Sounds like a Markism, but uh, I'm not sure which words you've combined for that. <laughs> child, child, let it finish. I've got a pie in the oven. Get the show on the road. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We've got to keep moving along here. Uh, a couple more items to check on wobbling fans. One is to make sure all the blade tips are the same distance from the ceiling, give or take a quarter inch. Now, this could be a disaster because I'm no good at math. <laughs> so how can Jim Bob do that? Well, I'll tell you, Shirley. He'll have to get up on a ladder and hold a measuring stick against the ceiling. And I can hold his leg. <laughs> hey, hold on. Concentrate there, Shirley. <laughs> He'll measure down to the tip of one blade, then Shirley rot sh slowly rotate the fan until another tip comes by and check that measurement. Do this on all the blades, leaving the measuring stick in the same place. As my brother mentioned, they should all be within about a quarter of inch of each other. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, if any of them are just a little too far off, it is possible, if you're very careful, to put pressure on the flange to slightly bend it to get it to the right measurement. If that's not going to work or it's too far off, we're going to hope that our last tip will solve your problem. Well, seriously, good news. Jim Bob will be here a while. I will happily hold that ladder. Then while he's checking that out, I will check him out. Oh, come on, Shirley. You know this is a family show. Anyway, you know, the other reason a lot of times fans wobble are because the blades are out of balance. And this might be the most common 
uh, situation. But you can buy a balancing kit, or most new fans actually have a balancing kit with instructions in the box when you get them. If not, you can also use everyday things around the house in order to balance your fan, and you use the same method as the balancing kits. Now, you, you're confusing me. Can you explain <laughs> how that works? Yeah, I confuse a lot of people, Shirley, so don't feel special. Uh, first of all, take a clothespin, clip it to the front edge of one blade about halfway between the motor and the tip of the blade, then run the fan. Do this until you find the blade that eliminates the most wobbling. Please remember, Shirley, keep the power off at all times except for when you're testing. Man, I love these disclaimers. <laughs> Do I look that naive? Slide, dice, and fried don't look good on me. Now, come on, Shirley. You know we're on the radio, so we don't really know how you look if you're sliced, diced, or fried. Anyway, once the blade is selected that does the best job, take the clothespin off and tape a nickel to the top side of the blade in the same area as the clothespin. Then test once again. From here, Shirley, it's all trial and error. So goes fly. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, right. farther improvements can be made on what my brother's saying by using smaller coins or larger coins or weights and by moving them closer or further from the motor. Uh, once you feel one blade has improved as much as possible, you can repeat the process. Sure. And, you know, it seems like uh, that seems like a lot to do, but it's really not that big of a job. That's right. Well, gentlemen. I will be in no hurry for that hunk of Jim Bob to get done. Once he's on that ladder, I've got him trapped. Hot oh. in 101. I really appreciate y'all helping me out with this. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, the good news, it sounds like maybe Hank over at the hardware store may be off the hook when it comes to old Shirley. Ooh. Don't be so silly. Why would Hank want off the hook when it comes to Shirley? <laughs> you, you may be a sweet boy, Mark, but you need to watch your mouth when you call Shirley old. Ooh, sorry, sorry. Uh, I think I've had enough uh, abuse for one day, so uh, you boys have a wonderful day. Toodaloo and ta-ta. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Shirley. Uh, man, I thought Hank had dodged the bullet, but uh, Shirley can be persistent. Correct, Amundo again. Well, what's next on the mission checklist, Kurt? Uh, uh, Kurt, uh, well, I mean Ken. <laughs> uh, what the heck does correct, Amundo mean? Uh, well, correct means right, which obviously I am always correct, and Mundo means to a great degree or extravagant or a lot. So mm, it's correct, I'm always Amundo. right a lot. All right. Well, yeah, correct anyway, Mundo. As you're asking, uh, uh, Mr. What's Spock, Stardate yeah. says it's time for a wonderful, unique Home Talk Guy sponsor. We'll be right back. Oh, this is the Home Talk Guys Radio Network, WSMR Manchester and WFLI Chattanooga. Hi, Noah Drips here to introduce a revolutionary new way to paint from Color Your World Paints and Supplies. In collaboration with Lefty at the Extra Hand Tool Company, we are proud to now sell the Paint Bomb Supreme. Roughly based on the old Bug Bomb Fogger, the Paint Bomb Supreme takes that idea and adds 21st century technology to produce a highly advanced piece of equipment. 
This tool is a little bigger than a five-gallon bucket, has multiple spray heads, a calibrated paint hopper, runs on electricity and compressed air, and it can be programmed from your smartphone. It is easy to use. First, of course, you must cover any surfaces that you don't want painted. Then set the paint bomb supreme in the middle of the room. Fill the paint hopper according to the room size. Next, the compressed air tank. Then plug in. Program for a delayed start and leave the room. Now go about your other chores while the paint bomb supreme turns your paint into a high-pressure mist and distributes it throughout the entire room. When you return, there will be a perfectly even coat of paint on all surfaces. Run a finished coat of paint on your trim and the room is ready to go. Just imagine how much more time you'll have to work on your spouse's honeydew list. Or hey, go hang out over at the pool. Either way, now you can take that old roller cover and reseal the driveway. Get your own Paint Bomb Supreme soon. It's Noah Drips here for Color Your World Paints and Supplies, where we want you to do it right the first time. Well, or at least the second time. Now, back to Ken and Mark. Welcome back to the Home Talk Guys radio show. If you have a question, give us a call, 931-728-1320, or email us at questions at hometalkguys.com. All right, are you ready for some mental deadlifts, some cerebral burpees? Uh, could you talk normal? I don't know what you're asking me. <laughs> are you ready for the brain twist? Oh, sure, always. Last week's was my kind of twister. And speaking of twister, do they even still make the game? You know, the last time I played that was in 2000 at an airport. You're playing Twister at an airport? Yep, we were at the waiting area. <laughs> well, I hope they don't have it anymore because Mom used to make me play at birthday parties, and I hate it. I mean, a man needs his space, you know what I mean? Anyway, <laughs> let me read last week's Brain Twister, and then you give us your answer, and we'll see if you and at least one answer, one listener got it right, okay? Okay, fire away. Oh, wait a minute. I bet. Can I say fire away these days? I mean, it, it may be politically insensitive. Since when have we cared about what folks consider politically correct? I'm not sure. That's a good point, so fire away. Okay, here we go. Mrs. Hahn has three sick children. She has a 24-ounce bottle of medicine and needs to give each child eight ounces of the medicine. She has only three clean containers, which measure 5, 11, and 13 ounces, and she's unable to get to the Good and Plenty grocery to buy other containers. Her husband, Handyman Han, is back in Canada fishing, and Mrs. Han's electricity just went out, so she has no way of heating water to wash the containers and doesn't want to spread germs. Therefore, using only the 5, 11, and 13-ounce containers she has, how can she divide the medicine to give each child an equal 8-ounce portion without having any two children drink from the same container? All right. You have an answer? Do I have an answer? Do folks in Washington, D.C. waste taxpayers' hard-earned money? (laughs) No, I don't have an answer. I have the answer. Tiffany, drum, drum roll, please. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so here's now you got to pay close attention or you'll have to go to our website to review this later this week. Fill the 5-ounce and 11-ounce containers from the 24-ounce bottle. That leaves 8 ounces in the 24-ounce bottle, which is the first one you need to, for the child. Next, empty the 11-ounce bottle into contents into the 13-ounce bottle. 
finish filling the 13 ounce bottle from the five ounce container, which will take two more ounces. That leaves three ounces remaining uh, in the five ounce container. And uh, no, I'm sorry. Ugh. Fill the 13 ounce bottle from the five ounce container <laughs> and put the remaining three ounces in the 11 ounce bottle. This leaves the five ounce container empty. This is why you need to go to our website. Now pour the five ounces from the 13 ounce bottle into the five ounce bottle, leaving eight ounces in the 13. That's your bottle number two. Finally, you pour the five ounce bottle contents into the 11, combining the five and three, which gives you the third eight ounces. And as far as being confused, so am I. So go to our website. <laughs> yes, you can visit our website and see past brain twisters, and my brother will also post the answers there. But I'm impressed with what you were able to do. I mean, it was correct, and, but you sound surprised. You know I did go to What's the Matter You. This brain is like the new Google computer. What, what computer is that? The one that Google recently claimed has a processor able to perform a calculation in 3 minutes and 20 seconds... That would today take today's most advanced computers approximately 10,000 years. Oh, my gosh. That's a serious spread. It's uh, even more reason to stay off the Internet, in my opinion. I mean, just imagine how quickly a computer like that could crack the super-duper top-secret code you, you, password you use of 123ABC. Hey, hey, I don't use that on everything. Sometimes I use... ABC 123. <laughs> oh, they'll never crack That's that. right. They won't. <laughs> anyway, do we have a winner from last week's Brain Twister? A winner? Yeah, a winner. Oh, maybe. Maybe. It's a yes, no question. How does maybe fit in? Well, it's like this. I did print out all the responses we got to the Brain Twister, and I put them in my shirt pocket to look at this morning. Okay. And? Well, you know, I got in my truck. Before I got in my truck to drive in here this morning, I stopped to check my septic tank. And? Come on, man. Get to the point. Well, when I bent over to look in the tank, all the papers in my pocket slid out into the tank. And there's no way I'm going to try to fish those suckers out of there. Uh, I agree with that. All right. So we just need to recheck the responses we received and, and select a winner and then notify them later today. That's not a problem. Uh, and for all those of you who uh, entered the contest, we appreciate that. Remember, you can only win, win once every 30 days. But we hope you'll continue to listen because we sure appreciate you. You know, I was just thinking here um, on the paper. Um, do you think I could write this off as a business loss? I mean, paper and ink went in the drink, and now, man, it sure do stink. <laughs> You know, a couple things on which we don't opine on the Home Talk Radio, guys. One is tax advice, and another is poetry, even uh, uh, as evidenced by your little ditty there. <laughs> okay, you ready for this week's Brain Twister? Yep. Music, please. Okay, sock it to me. Um, please, no more 60s talk. Okay, listen up. After a fierce game of Uno at the Lumberjack Lodge, all the handy folks were sitting around socializing when Sparky the electrician called everyone to attention. He said, we all recently learned that when two silkworms had a race, it ended in a tie. Uh, uh, let me guess, Sparky's been adding some hard water to his root beer. Most likely. Anyway, he went on to say the following. What eight-letter word can have a letter taken away and it still makes a word? Then take another letter away and it still makes a word. And keep doing that, and every time you take a letter away, it makes a word until you get down to one letter, and it still makes a word. What word is it? I have no idea. 
but I like it. <laughs> Remember, folks, reread the Brain Twister, and if you think you know the answer to this week's Brain Twister or want to see the real answer to last week's Brain Twister, send it to us at mail at hometalkguys.com. Or drop it off here at the radio station in an envelope with my name on it containing two first-class wait, wait, round... Wait, 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 your name... <laughs> <laughs> containing two first-class round-trip tickets with all transportation and lodging at the Pacaya Lodge on Darwin's favorite, favorite archipelago uh, in the winter, selected from among all the correct answers, will get their chance of a $25 gift certificate at Home Depot, Lowe's, or Ace. Are you crazy? You know, that lodge costs 10000 a week. <laughs> I know it's expensive and I can't pronounce the island, but... Uh, so you shouldn't be allowed to go. <laughs> I know we don't have the cash, but I'm hoping, you know, one of our devoted listeners considers that chump change. Chump change for two chumps like us. You know, you have a way with words, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of words, after this commercial break, it'll be time for Word and Quote of the Week. Okay. This is the Home Talk Guys Radio Network on WFLI, the Big Jet Fly, and WMSR, Thunder Radio. <laughs> Big John here, the head man at House of Thrones Plumbing Supply, where our business is helping you get rid of your business. Our warehouse is everything needed to replace your head, elbows, and bladder. You can do it yourself with no doctor visit required. Starting today, we're selling the new Get Out Shower Head. It's just one of many new plumbing fixtures with artificial intelligence on the market today. It easily replaces your existing shower head and is operated by your smartphone. And don't worry, it's password protected. Perfect for teenagers, you can program the shower head to shut down after a predetermined time. Only a command from your phone will allow the water to flow again for the same person. To avoid catching people with shampoo in their hair or half-shaven legs, you can program the water to taper from warm to stone cold up to three minutes before complete shutdown. This is an effective and humane way to provide notice to quickly wrap up the cleansing process. Another great feature of the Get Out Showerhead is facial recognition. That's right, you can limit a person to one or two showers a day. If the system recognizes someone exceeding their limit, it won't let the water flow. Nice, huh? If you and your spouse are going away and leaving college kids at home, use the solo-only feature. If the system detects more than one person in the shower at the same time, no water will flow. We'll just leave it at that. And the Get Out Showerhead offers complete privacy to bathers as the facial recognition feature does not take, keep, or store any images. So come see us and pick up your own Get Out Showerhead. It may save you more than just money. For House of Thrones, this is Big John saying, have a drip-free day. Welcome back to the Home Talk Guys radio show. Call us with your home and home repair questions. Our number is 931-728-1320 or email us at questions at hometalkguys.com. Let us put more than 35 years of construction experience and, hey, we got a combined 120 years of, of life <laughs> experience we can put to work 
with for you. I'm not so sure how good that life experience is, though. <laughs> well, remember, you can take us with you via the TuneIn app or the Thunder Radio app or listen to us at Thunder1320.com or WFLIOnline.com. Okay, this is your time in the spotlight. The spotlight. You want me to sing, right? Row, row, row your boat. <laughs> no, gently. no, 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 man. What? We can't afford to run off listeners like that. I thought you were looking for up-and-coming musicians. <laughs> I oh. was referring to your word and quote of the week. Oh, okay. Well, hey, if Simon, the T-shirt guy from America's Got Talent, calls for me, get a number. Tell him I'll call him right after the show. <laughs> you bet I will. Okay, this week's word of the week is one we used in our last show. The word is or jour. It means excrement, filth, or something that is morally degrading. Which is uh, where last week Brain Twister <laughs> submissions ended up. Very good. You already used it in a sentence or at least a partial sentence. Yeah, you know, that's kind of an odd word to share with folks, uh, don't you think? Do you, uh, do you have any, like, history of it, the etymology of the word or anything like that? Uh, actually, I did look it up, and it's from the Anglo-French ord, meaning filthy, dirty, foul, and the Latin horridus. Meaning dreadful. <laughs> well, certainly fitting for our show. <laughs> Just the dreadful part. Yeah. Now, do you have a you have a quote for this week? Well, and um, you know, this week's quote keeps keeps up the same thing. We're on same theme that we seem to be on here, and it is: all the writing in the portalette is a bunch of crap. <laughs> <laughs> More loquacity from my gnostic older brother. Nonstick. You calling me nonstick? Like frying pan nonstick? I'm like Teflon Don, you mean? Is it time to eat? Not nonstick, you goofball. I said gnostic. Oh, and no, it's not gnostic. time to eat. But it's time for another chance to listen to Sawmill Valley's chief engineer, wannabe handyman, and super dad, Dr. Hertzum, Ph.D. Great. Let's listen in and see if we can pick up some tidbits of engineering wisdom. But, Dad, it's 5.30 in the morning. Son, by my calculation, sunrise will be in 63 minutes, and we want to be on the lake ready to go before the heat of the day drives the fish into hiding. Dad, how about if we sleep a few more hours and then play Angler's Online Fishing Experience? It gives us a lifelike fishing experience without the worms and smell. Come on, son, where's your sense of adventure? Besides, baiting a hook with a lumbricus terrestris is exciting. My father taught me, and I want to pass it on to you. What? I want to teach you how to bait your hook with a worm. It'll be fun. Dad, did Grandpa make you go fishing? Make me? Heavens no. I'd love to go with him. Until, uh, until he said no more. Oh, why did Grandpa stop taking you fishing? Oh, we had a little incident on the lake. Nothing major. Well, what happened? I mean, for Grandpa to stop taking you fishing. Now, come on, son. We're burning daylight with this chatter. Let's head to the lake. We can talk more in the car. This is going to be exciting. Okay, Dad. So what happened to cause Grandpa to stop taking you fishing? Oh, yeah, that. Well, son, we were out on the lake fishing... When I accidentally caught Grandpa's toupee as I was casting, Oof. as his hair flew towards the water, Grandpa jumped to try and catch it. Did he catch it? Oh, so it was an accident. So there must be more. Don't you want to 
discuss the coming day and all the fun we're going to have, the physical properties that allow a boat to float, and the engineering wonders of how the engine propels the boat through a fluid? Uh, sure, I think. But I don't understand why Grandpa stopped taking you fishing. Okay, okay. Well, after Grandpa climbed back into the boat, he put on a ball cap, wrapped himself in a blanket we had brought, and we kept fishing. He just asked me to be more careful. And? And, uh, you know, maybe you should rest while I drive to the lake. But, but I don't understand. Well, as I made my next cast, my line accidentally wrapped around the boat throttle and unexpectedly launched the boat forward, throwing Grandpa back into the water and tangling his line in the boat's propeller. Oh, so, two accidents in a row. And, and and that made Grandpa decide you couldn't fish with him anymore? Right. You see, once Grandpa got his line untangled, he decided to hang his pants in the sun to dry while he fished in his boxers since no one was around. Ah, oh, that doesn't sound like Grandpa at all. Well, it was cool in that morning, and uh, being wet only compounded the chill. So is that it? Uh, pretty much. Well, I don't get it. Yeah, there was one other event. Another event? What? Somehow on my next cast, uh, my hook accidentally snagged Grandpa's boxer shorts, tearing them right off him, just as a lady game warden came up to the boat. Oh, man, that had to be really embarrassing. Indeed, and costly. She gave him a fine for inappropriately fishing attire on public waters. Wow, now I understand. Uh, Dad, rather than fishing, can we weed the garden? I know I said I hate weeding, but I think maybe I was overreacting. Please? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, Dr. Hertzum, there's no one quite like him. You know, his son's got to be a really good sport to do everything <laughs> with his dad. But it's nice to see a father and son bond like that, if you could call that bonding. <laughs> I agree. Say, uh, you ready to dispense some more home improvement wisdom? You're right. That's my life. All right, good, because we have an email that just came in from Barbara in Cleveland. Oh, great. I'm a big Browns fan. Uh, Cleveland, Tennessee, you oh. dingaling. Oh. And since when have you been a Browns fan. Well, you know, it's the first thing that came to my mind when I heard <laughs> Cleveland, and I was trying to build a rapport with our listeners. Then you ought to try saying something like you're a big fan of Tall Betsy, the official Halloween goblin of Bradley County. Anyway, let me read this, and let's see if we can lend a verbal hand. A verbal hand. Uh, how did we go to the same school? We grew up in the same family, but we speak so differently. Uh, your mom was from Cleveland also, <laughs> Ohio, wasn't she? Hey, let's focus, okay? Okay. Barbara writes, hey, Barbara writes, I love your show. Your brain twisters give me something to keep my mind sharp. Man, wow. A real-life compliment about the show. I think that's a first. It's, is this being recorded? <laughs> Clevelanders are good people. For sure. Read on. All right. She says, I live in a home built in 1985. Is, is there a way I can increase water pressure in a shower without demolishing walls and installing <laughs> new pipes? You know, this kind of sounds like a surely you ask question. Well, remember, Barbara just offered up the first ever compliment to us. So let's treat her uh, better than we treat Shirley. Well, hey, what do you mean? You know, I can't speak for you, but I treat all folks with respect <clears throat> and kindness. <laughs> yeah, right. That's not what the kid at the burger drive through thinks. Well, hey, it's because he, he got a little carried away when I accidentally bumped his drive through sign. Accidentally. You took a 22-ton triaxle dump truck through the drive through and tore the sign completely off the freaking post. 
wasn't my fault. You know, I didn't design that driveway. It's too narrow. But anyhow, I fixed the sign. You can't even tell. Okay, whatever. Well, you know, um, Barbara, thank you for your most excellent question. The answer to which is maybe. <laughs> maybe. What kind of answer is that? Uh, it's a good answer if I don't know the other answer. But wait, give me <laughs> patience, my son. Allow me to finish now that my brain's turning. What you will want to do first is unscrew your shower head and remove the restrictor. It's a small disc with tiny holes in it that limits the water flow to about two and a half gallons per minute. That's per federal government. Inspect it and clean out any buildup gunk because those holes, if they got gunk, they really block the flow. If that doesn't do the trick, test how forcefully water flows into your home with a water pressure gauge. They have them now. You can just screw it onto an outdoor spigot and turn it on. You'll get an accurate reading for the entire house's pressure. Normally, your pressure ranges from 40 to 80 PSI. It's usually lower if you're on a well and higher if you're on city water. If your pressure is too low, a plumber can install a water pressure booster. Oh, be prepared, as that can be expensive. Yep, you're correct, young lad. Um, <laughs> Enough yeah. with the formality nonsense. Just finish your response. I'm sure Barbara has important things to do. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, so then why is she wasting her time listening to do knuckleheads like us? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Anyway, if the PSI reading is normal, but the pressure still feels too low, your pipes may be, need replacing. As a short-term fix, you could change out your shower head for one that's built to optimize low pressure, which helps concentrate a trickle into a powerful stream. Also, most houses have a pressure <clears throat> valve, regulating valve, on the main incoming line to the house, and it is possible to tweak them up to increase the pressure to see if that helps. Excellent. Well, I've been thinking about a segment on repiping, and maybe Barbara will be the impetus to make me get that done. Well, you know, repiping has really changed over the years. Yep, we'll learn more soon. Say, you ready for some excitement? Oh, yeah. We're going to that tractor pull the sign I saw. I've been working on my Kubota, tinkering with the engine. I think I can be a serious contender this year. <laughs> I've never heard of lawn tractor pulls. Then, obviously, you lead a sheltered life, and you haven't lived very much. It draws folks from far and wide. <laughs> All right, maybe so, but that's not the excitement to which I was referring. Well, I'm trying to think what could be more exciting than that. I mean, if you don't mention Chip and Jay. Not even close. Uh. It's that time in the show when you distill your years of knowledge, experience, and scholarly research from among the finest periodicals in Dr. Dennis and jury waiting rooms and dispense to dispense some nuggets of truth with us in the segment we call tip of the day. Awesome. You know, that is exciting and I'm ready to go. Wow. You have some extra hot tip this week. Hot tips, plural. I've gathered a handful of lesser known, but useful tips to share with our listeners. Okay, man. Time's wasting. Let's go. Okay. One for those with dents in your wood or wood furniture. If you have an iron and a cloth, I have a solution that may work for you. Place water over the dented area, apply a dampened, dampened towel over it, and then, using a circular motion, press a hot iron over the dampened towel for a few minutes. You should see great improvement or 100% improvement altogether with this kind of like a steaming type situation. Two, sometimes buildup, gunk, corrosion, etc., can cause doors and windows to bind and not work as well as they should. Get some dry lubricant, not the oily kind, because that can acquire dirt, debris, or be harmful to the vinyl on your windows. Spray the dry lubricant on the contact points and wipe off any excess with an old rag. Now, three, if you have a cabinet door that doesn't seem to shut away, there is a simple solution. 
The simplest is you got too much junk in the cabinet that's keeping <laughs> the door open. The other is most modern cabinets have highly adjustable hinges, so sometimes you just need to adjust the hinges and the door will close fine. But if your door has a slight warp or is a little out of just shape, you may need to install a magnetic door catch on the cabinet, and this will help keep it closed and over time may help uh, take some of the warp out of it. You can also use magnetic roller catches as well as they're easy to install. And fourth, and this is one I have not done, but I'm thinking of trying now that I found it out. If you have annoying squeaky floors, grab yourself some baby powder. But be careful because I just read yesterday there's a recall on baby powder because they found some uh, uh, harmful substances Asbestos, in it. Asbestos, I think, is what <laughs> yeah, they found. Yeah, it might have been, yeah. Yeah. So but ge generously sprinkle it into the squeaky floor and then go and sweep it all in the cracks. Now you should be able to enjoy sneaking that late-night diet-busting cookie without your spouse knowing, or at least till morning. And, oh, we do have one more, and it's a really important one. If you have a clogged dryer vent, not only does it raise your utility bill from the need to dry clothes over and over again because the dryer isn't performing you know, as well as it normally does due to the lint buildup, it's also a fire risk, and it's, it's a big cause of fires, and here's how to solve that. There's two ways. One, first, you've got to move the dryer away from the wall and unplug it. You insert a vacuum hose extension and vacuum away until you've gotten all the excess lint out you can reach. And then put, you know, the other is the big box store sell a dryer duct brush on a long, wiry handle that you can fish up in there, sweep around, grab all the lint, and pull it out. And once you're done... Put it all back together, and now you'll save money on your electric bill and sleep soundly, knowing you reduced your chance of fire. I used to have a neighbor, and she always called me because suddenly her clothes just didn't dry very fast like normal, and it turned out her vent was clogged outside where it comes out yeah. on the screen. Yeah, I just went through that exercise about a month ago because uh, I'm paranoid about the fire, having grown up in a home that burned down when I was in Yes, here's a guy who used Elementary to, school. for years, he would not leave the house to make sure every single switch and plug was turned <laughs> off before he left the house after we went through that. <clears throat> well, your, your tips are very useful. Uh, if any of our listeners have questions about your home, you can email us at questions at hometalkguys.com. If we don't get to your question today, we'll try and answer it next week. Uh, but we do appreciate those questions. Okay, All time right. for another exclusive Home Talk Guy sponsor. Right, and you're listening to 97.7 WFLI, The Big Jet Fly, and 107.9, WMSR, Thunder Radio. Master Baba Buzz Cut here. As a new owner of Unky Dunky's Roundback Tonsorial, I want to invite you to try us out for all your grooming and toiletry needs. Our barbers have years of experience, and we guarantee the best cut of your life or your money back. We carry a full line of toiletries from shave cream to deodorant, and we have the smells that hard-working, handy people enjoy, like fresh-cut pine and oak, freshly-cut grass, that's the legal kind, compost, and even treated lumber. At Unky Dunkies. We still give a close, hot lather shave with a straight blade razor, shopping the old-fashioned way on a real leather strap, and we have never had a customer bleed out. We also offer a true spit shine for your shoes while you wait, except on days when Homer forgets his chew or his teeth. At Unky Dunky's Roundback Tonsorial, we groom the men and women that build and rebuild this wonderful country. Yes, women, you are welcome to Donkey Donkeys too. 
layered, feathered, bobbed, knotted, or bunned with an easy access pencil will keep you the center of attention at the job site and the home site. We even offer discreet hot lather shades for those embarrassing lady mustaches. So come visit us at Unky Dunkies. Park in front of Porky's world-famous meatless barbecue and come round back for a grooming experience handy people rave about as unforgettable, hard to describe, unlike any other, and it'll grow back. Unky Dunkies round back tonsorial. From head to toe, we groom for show. Welcome back to the Home Talk Guys radio show. We are Ken and Mark, the Home Talk Guys, here to pontificate, bloviate, and obfuscate on all things home and home repair. And we do it well. So give us a call at 931-728-1320 or email us at questions at hometalkguys.com. Also, remember to visit our website at hometalkguys.com to read past brain twisters and words of the week. And listen to past shows on Anchor, Google, Apple, or Spotify podcasts. Time for some handy folks news. Well, it's been another productive week in our little corner of the world, Sawmill Valley. The rakes and the blowers are in full force as folks try to stay ahead of the dead leaf invasion. Other than my sidewalks, driveways, and patios, I've adopted matriarch Colby's notion that leaves are heaven's blanket to keep the grass warm through the winter. My only variation is to chop up the leaves by running the mower over them several times and trying to spread them evenly on the lawn. Fall or autumn, depending on where you're from, means college is back in session. It's hard for me to believe that all my kids are now away at school. My trees have no piles beside them for kids to jump into. I never thought I would find myself longing for the mess they used to make jumping into those leaves. But my parents' words uttered many years ago are now coming true, that uh, age teaches one what's truly important in life. And that may explain why grandkids are often spoiled by grandparents. It's the closest thing we have to going back in time with our kids. The Sawmill Valley Gazette ran an article suggesting weight gain in fall may not be from our diet. Researchers at the Sawmill Valley Community College suspect a lack of vitamin D may reduce fat breakdown, thus triggering fat storage. I can't wait to share that with my wife next time she suggests my weight gain is due to my sweet tooth. (laughs) Oh, contraire. It's the lack of sunlight, I'll say. It said fall is for lovers. Long, peaceful walks among Earth's palette of colorful hues. The flickering light of evening fire dances across the faces of couples snuggled in front of the fireplace. Statistics tell us more people in the Sawmill Valley go from single to engaged in fall than any other season. Experts aren't yet certain why this is, but suggest it's possible because men and women experience higher levels of testosterone in the colder months which uh, makes me wonder if uh, perhaps Siberia will be the new singles destination. <laughs> Here in the Sawmill Valley, more babies are conceived in cooler months than yeah, any other time of the year. It's not because they're cooler. It's because of that extra hour when they change the time. There you go. Well, there's uh, no expert needed to explain the uh, the increase in baby uh, babies here in the Sawmill Valley. And uh, All Hallows' Eve is almost on us. Uh, Halloween parties, candies, costumes, and all the trappings. Legend has it ancient people wore Halloween costumes to hide from ghosts. 
I tend to think costumes were developed to ensure anonymity for our actions at the aforementioned Halloween parties. <laughs> Thankfully, the Sawmill Valley has not adopted Devil's Night, something the hometown, hometown of my youth participated in. And I did, too. As a youthful non-homeowner, toilet papering yards, soap, soaping windows, and egging houses seemed like good, clean fun. As a mature homeowner, toilet papering yards, soaping windows, and egging houses seems like evidence beyond a reasonable doubt for justifiable homicide. <laughs> well, that's the latest news from our little corner of the world, Sawmill Valley, where every garage has a workbench, every home a honeydew list, and almost every male puts the seat down. <laughs> yeah, interesting times definitely here in the valley. Hey, what do you say we give a shout-out to Big Bucks Coffee House and Wild Game Cafe and play a clip from their featured up-and-comer artist, Andy Meldrum. That sounds good to me. Andy comes via Nashville. He's he was really talented singer and songwriter, and I loved his song called Gloria Faye. Let's give a listen. A definite five on the toe tapper scale. If any of our listeners are, or you know, an up and coming singer that would like some airtime on our show, who wouldn't, like Andy just received, email us at mail at hometalkguys.com for consideration. We love showcasing great undiscovered talent. You know, I've been doing some writing myself. I wrote a new song just yesterday. Oh, yeah, what's it called? Oh, boy, am I glad you asked. I was doing some plumbing and it hit me. Uh oh. It's called Unclog the Love in Your Heart. Catchy, huh? <laughs> it's unlike, <laughs> unlike anything I've ever heard. Hey, hey, uh, producer Tiffany just handed me another email. And while I'd love to hear a little of your new tune, Duty Calls, oh, come let's on. see if we can assist this listener. Sure, I'll showcase my tune later when we have a special time. <laughs> Can't wait. Okay, let's see here. The email reads, greetings, my name is Sammy. And then she has in parentheses, female. And I'm in college in Chattanooga. My professor assigned us to do something hard for two weeks and write about it. So my dad suggested I listen to your show. Okay, now we're back to the normal emails. Why don't they leave the sarcasm to us as we're so good at it? I can't believe it. Sammy goes on, I figured since I had to listen, I would see if you guys can help me. I'm interested in two different guys. Uh-oh, a relationship question. Right up our alley, I, I, don't know, I think, maybe. <laughs> she writes, one guy is straight-laced, quiet, and very respectful, and the other is wild, tattoo, and loud. Polar opposites, yet each is intriguing to me. What do you suggest I do? I got this, and after watching Dr. Bill, uh, 
I think you mean Dr. Phil. No, no, no. I, the guy I watch is Bill. He does his own show online. He's a professionally trained refuge engineer, but dabbles in relationship counseling. Refuse engineer? You mean like a garbage man? Yep, and you know, he sees it all. And if I were Dr. Bill, I'd tell Sammy to ask each guy to answer just one question. Okay. And, and what question should she ask them? The question she should ask is, how much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck... Oh, get, get out of here. <laughs> well, if they know that answer, they know everything. Do you have advice or not? Uh, sure. Um, the question she should ask each guy is this. Uh, what tax bracket do you see in your future? Well, support is an important reality, but uh, maybe it's a little early to start with. Sammy, uh, your youth seems eternal right now, but all too soon youth will turn 30, then 40, and so on, and the world will look much different to you. I'd suggest you look at uh, these two gentlemen and project 15 to 20 years ahead. (laughs) Then ask yourself, which do you see being the kind of husband and possible father you'd like beside you into old age? Uh, Okay, I guess that's a good question, too. (laughs) Okay, Sammy. Well, we thank you for listening, and hopefully it wasn't too painful. Yeah, hey, we'd love a copy of your paper once you write it. We're always interested in how our show is received. <laughs> love being uh, maybe an overstatement. I'm not sure I want to see, but, well, it's, uh, it's almost time to bring this entertainment extravaganza to a close. Um, okay, so, you know, we need people to uh, remember if, if they have music, or know somebody that does music, send it to us. That's right. We love showcasing new talent. Hey, I was reading the, re- the newspaper this week, and you know they've had all those fires in California, and I wanted to just mention an article I read because um, I know you've had experience with this. It says uh, California- Californians have embraced rooftop solar panels more than any- anyone else in the U.S., but many are learning the hard way the system won't keep the lights on during blackouts. That's because most panels are designed to supply power to the grid, not directly to the house. During the heat of the day, or the sun of the day, I should say, solar systems can crank out more juice than a home can handle. Conversely, they don't produce any power at night. So systems are tied into the grid, and the vast majority aren't working this week. Uh, This was a few weeks ago. As PG&E cuts um, power to much of the Northern California uh, residents to prevent wildfires. The only way for most power, most solar panels to work during blackouts is pairing them with batteries. That market is just starting to take off, says the uh, news article. Sunrun Inc., the largest uh, rooftop solar company in the U.S., said some of its customers are making it through the blackouts with batteries, but it's a tiny group, countable in the hundreds. And I know That's you've right. I had a solar system, and the rule is if you're tied into the grid, when the power goes down, your solar system has to turn off so you don't send power into the grid and hurt any workers. Hey, you know what? Tiffany's saying we got to get wrapped up here. So you think her son would allow us to hang out in this treehouse the rest of the day? <laughs> Unlikely. Why not? Oh, because he keeps pelting with his uh, Nerf gun and asking his dad when we're leaving. <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of thanks we get. We let him borrow our dump truck last week. No, no, you let him borrow it. He's 11 years old. Hey, whatever. He loved it, and all we get is 60 minutes in this stinking treehouse. No more joy rides in our dump truck for him. Good. Now, let's remind folks of the website, then say goodbye. Our website is hometalkguys.com. 
on our website. You can send us your questions, your ideas, frustration, praises, lots of praises. Thanks for listening <laughs> to the Home Doc Guys radio show on WMSR, Thunder Radio, WFLI, the Big Jet Fly. And look for our signs and store windows as we hope to eventually start a contest with a chance to win valuable prizes. <laughs> valuable prizes, minim- minimally valuable. Hey, you know, they don't have to know we get them at the nickel and dime store. <laughs> Whatever. Well, we hope, you've, we hope you've learned a little, laughed a little, and tell a friend to tune in next week to WMSR 107.9 or WFLI 97.7 for another edition of the Home Talk Guys radio show, home of the Honeydew Eradication Association. That's right. Don't forget, visit us online at hometalkguys.com. Check out our podcast. Look at all the things on our website, wheelbarrow pictures, everything. We need your help. Thanks for listening. Now, let's go out and do some good. Ouch! Enough with the (laughs) Nerf gun, kid. We're leaving. Hey, stand your ground. He's got pretty good aim. Don't let him take you alive. Hey, can I sing my song now? Oh, We've got a little bit of time. Sorry, man. We are out of time. You sure? Yo, good night, Max. Good night to Vincenzo.